And hello, everyone. Jack Chris with the Now See Here podcast, the solo edition. Sorry, it's been a while since we've done a show. We've just had a lot of projects going on, and our producer, Roddy, is out of town on some business. First, uh, before we get into today's topic, let me thank our many advertisers, Face Value Health, DPC, Dr. Michael Sanders, SettleMyCase.com, Farm Bureau Life Insurance, Oxford Lafayette County Chamber of Commerce and Economic Development Foundation, CeCe's Coffee House, Bam South, Joe T's Fine Wine and Spirits, The Carson Law Group, Merritt Media, JH&H Architects, Benchmark Construction, Will White, The Home Buyer Guy, Danny Bedwell for Mississippi State Senate, District 17, Brent Bailey for Public Service Commissioner, Central District, and Hometown Lenders, Mississippi. Uh, several things in today's miscellaneous edition coming to you from my kitchen. Edgar the dog, the mascot, has his bone on the floor. So again, if you hear some uh, background uh, uh, growling, you'll understand why. You know, I've done uh, a small, I did a small segment early on in Elsie here about how the English language has changed. And do this experiment for me. Go back on YouTube because it's so easy and accessible to do this now. Go back and listen to people 20, 30, especially 40 years ago. Let's, let's say the 70s, okay? Go back and listen to John Chancellor, Walter Cronkite, some of the broadcasts, even local broadcasts. Listen to how people spoke. And then listen to how people speak today. Uh, people in the 60s, 70s, early 80s even, spoke more carefully, more methodically, even the cadence of their voice was different. Now, everything is so sped up. Slang has so taken over our language. I don't know if it's because of the dominance of rock music or rap music or what cultural uh, influences have led to this, but I have noticed that while we can understand people you know, on commercials and in media and on television, they speak very erratically. They make up words like, feels and harms, words that never existed in the English language now have come into being and are being accepted, and I still think it's incorrect. Uh, David Muir on ABC News, good broadcaster, but for example, he talks so fast. He is a rapid-fire broadcaster. I can't imagine a Walter Cronkite or John Chancellor trying to deliver the news that way, and I wouldn't want to. I can barely keep up with a man. I, I think I listen fairly well. And even things that they, uh, these announcers and media people come up with. For example, the other night, Muir himself said that a certain story, he was reporting on something, and, and something within the story to him sounded off a red flag. Is that correct? Uh, I guess technically it is, but didn't he mean set off a red flag? Sounding indicates a noise, like... Something someone said sounded an alarm, but do you sound off a red flag? All right, maybe I'm being picky. You know, hey, kid, get out of my yard. But the kicker was the other evening when I had CNN on for whatever reason, and the young lady commentator, announcer, host was showing a ballot from a state, and as she reached for the ballot and pointed to it, she said, and these ones here and these ones there, and I almost fell out of my chair. Listen to that again. She said, these ones there and these ones here. This was on CNN, supposedly a beacon of broadcast news. 
language has changed. Uh, it affects my speech sometimes. I, I know that, but I'm trying to speak the king's language in English and do so in a way that is understandable. Okay, that's one thing. Second, second part of this um, Odds and Sods Now See Here podcast is, hey, patrons, shoppers, leave them clerks alone. I'm ashamed to admit this, but in the late 80s on WJNT when I had my show, I used to have a monthly segment and I called it Morons in Retail. And I invited callers to phone in with horror stories from retail or people they had run into while trying to shop and the terrible mistakes and service they encountered. I feel bad about that because I think the situation has become reversed. I have family members in retail. I've been in retail. And I think now our culture, again, has gotten such that if someone is passive, in a passive position, say someone behind the counter at a McDonald's or a coffee shop or in a retail store, if they're in that passive position, meaning that they are on the clock, they cannot retaliate or say anything in response to you, many of us out there are more apt to take out our frustrations on these people because we know we can do it. We also know, and some of us know, the more mean ones among us or more devious among us know that if that clerk or retail assistant or barista dare talk back, they could lose their job. I'm hearing this more and more from people who say, you know, I'm beginning to not like my job because I carry on conversations with people at grocery stores and coffee shops, and I'll ask why. They say, you know, for every two or three nice customers we have, and we appreciate them so much. We get the person who just seems hell-bent and determined to take out their bad day on us for no reason whatsoever. And probably only because, as I mentioned, that person is passive. Folks, don't be rude to people behind the counter. These are hard economic times, even though we're being told otherwise. Too many of us are struggling. Many of us are having to take second jobs or even new jobs, and they're retail. They're lower-paying jobs that require a lot of hard work and a lot of patience. And the last thing people need who are really desperately trying to do the right thing and earn money and not sit at home and watch Dr. Phil all day long or reruns of Friends, they want to work. They don't need you taking out your frustration on them. If you can tip them, tip them. If you can tell them, have a nice day, do so. Smile at them. If the service is not bad, you're well within your rights to say, oh, I believe I was not given proper service, but don't act like a jackass. And too many people I'm hearing are today. So my, my sermon, I suppose, is please be nicer to people. You don't know how they have come to be where they are or what they're going through in their lives. I even, for the people who are rude to me, unless they're just overtly terribly rude, if they seem a little distant, I will go out of my way to make a joke or try to make them smile or, or say something that I think is funny to kind of lighten the mood. And I probably have helped them in some way in their day or for their day. And I hope you do the same thing. Uh, it's just not right to take out your frustrations or your bad day on a clerk or a barista or a salesperson because they cannot retaliate. They're trying to learn a, uh, earn a living and do the same thing. By the same token, I want to talk about how we treat ladies and women in the world today. It's inter interesting, rather. I read a Facebook post this morning from a woman, professional woman, who said she's tired of 
getting messages on Facebook from men that are, shall we say, less than polite. Uh, in other words, she's being hit upon on Facebook. And sometimes these men who do these kind of things, I've heard from other women as well, are very graphic. Let's be gentlemen. Uh, you wouldn't say something graphic, or maybe you would, to a woman to her face. I would hope not. She would probably slap you and be well within her rights to do so. But why, if you wouldn't say something to someone to their face, why would you then go online and say something obscene or graphic or overly suggestive to someone that you only know through a picture on Facebook or perhaps haven't seen in a few years, haven't picked up the phone and talked to them and then hit them with something like this? You would think in 2019, with all the movements going on, that men would know how to behave. I know there are women that do this, but 99.9% .9 guys, let's face it, it's us. Present company excluded. I try to remain a gentleman. But there are a lot of men out there who hit on women, who make unwarranted and on, uh, unwanted uh, comments and suggestions. And sometimes this goes hand in hand with the retail or the passive clerk. Uh, these men will say these kind of things because they know there's nothing that the young woman or woman can do to retaliate except for walk away. And for some reason, these perverts or sickos or just rude, rude individuals feel the need to make a sexually suggestive comment to women in retail or over, uh, online or what have you. It's, uh, it's disgusting. And men, we need to man up. We need to teach our sons not to treat women this way. We need to open the doors for women. We need to help them if they need assistance in carrying their groceries out or be kind be be friendly uh, don't go into a grocery store to hit on a woman go to a grocery store to shop look i even had somebody tell me hey if you want to meet a really good woman if you want to pick up a woman go to church i couldn't believe it i was told to go to a house of worship to pick up a woman no thank you that's not what i'm going to do I go to a grocery store to buy groceries. If I bumped into somebody and we started talking, that's one thing. That's natural. That's how it used to be done, kids. That's how we met our girlfriends and future wives. That's how we got dates. We met people, I'll use a modern word, organically or instantaneously. We didn't go online. We didn't use eHarmony. And we certainly didn't hit on them in the grocery store. At least I did. And none of my friends that I know of did. We treated women with respect. And we only spoke to them if they spoke to us, or we only spoke to them if we had a legitimate question about a product in a store or about something we needed to know, something that was legitimate and not unwarranted or forward. I guess all this boils down to is let's be civil and let's respect those people behind the counter. And even if they're rude, cut them a little slack, unless they just call you every name in the book, and they're probably not gonna do that if they want their job. Leave them alone, smile, take your, take your order, take whatever you bought, and walk out. And leave it, leave it alone. Leave it like that. Those are my rants for the day, I suppose, and my suggestions. I want to appreciate everybody for supporting Now See Here. We've got next week's show lined up. I could let the cats out of the proverbial bag, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'd like for you to tune in. Please, if you will, go on Facebook, go to Community. And have your friends like Now See Here. Invite them to do so. Uh, we would appreciate the support. It means a lot to us. And we thank those who have supported us financially and with likes and with comments. Uh, now See Here is growing, and it takes you to help us do that. And I appreciate it very much. Again, we've got some great, great programs coming up 
I always say that, don't I? I don't think we've had a really a bad program, but uh, that's just me. I guess I'm biased. Listen, have a great day. It's Friday morning as I tape this. I hope you have a wonderful uh, Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'll probably talk to you again tomorrow, and we'll record our professional sessions at CC's Coffee House on Wednesday. So until then, be nice to someone today. Don't be a jerk online. Be friendly. Be, be, you know, give a smile to someone, and I think you'll feel better for it. Certainly the other person will feel better for it. I'm Jack Chris. This is Now See Here. It's anchor.fm slash now see here, H-E-A-R. Or on Facebook, Now See Here. We're also on all your favorite social platforms, the one you're listening to us on now, and as I found out yesterday, even on iHeartRadio. Please listen to us and spread the word. Thanks, friends. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.